0: Hello and welcome fellow lighting nerds to the light files, the lighting industries podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett and thank you so much for joining me again. i delighted to have all the great feedback that I got from the first episode. Um, it was really awesome. Learned a few things. Hopefully we'll just keep getting better and better, but uh, I really enjoyed the feedback. Most of it was positive, encouraging, uh, and I really appreciate y'all for taking the time to reach out and, uh, it means a lot to me, and I hopefully we can keep doing this. And uh, part of the idea with this is to help make our lighting world feel a little bit smaller and more intimate uh, as we navigate the world that we live in today, which isn't always as friendly as we would like it to be. So that's sort of the point of of this, and I really appreciate everyone who's listened and continues to listen. And let's get into the episode. So speaking of the partnerships in the world that we live in. That's the main topic I wanted to talk about today. Um, Most of you know, uh, my name is Lisa and I own uh, Pace Lighting, a lighting showroom in Savannah, Georgia. It is an independent lighting showroom. It is a single location showroom. Uh, last year we had a great year, uh, we typically do anywhere from three to five million in sales annually, depending on how good or great of a year that we're having. I tell you all that just to give you a little background on some of the things that I'm going to mention upcoming, um, as I know, like the size of my showroom and what we do here, of course, colors, my take on the lighting industry and what partnerships mean to me. But I think as independent lighting showrooms, we're all going to have kind of a similar perspective, but that's definitely the point of view I'm speaking from. And this is absolutely meant to be a conversation. So I'm just going to put my thoughts out there from my point of view, and I would love to hear back from manufacturers, sales agents, other lighting showrooms about what your experiences are and partnership in our industry and what you see lacking or things we need to, um, things that we're doing great on, uh, just areas of improvement. Um, For me, I think it's all about improvement around the margins and incrementally making little changes that make a difference that help us all. Um, That's part of the reason why uh, I inadvertently created the Lighting Showroom Coalition, which then turned into the Lighting Showroom Association. I'm really proud of that association and all of our members. I'm super proud of my partners in the association. Uh, I couldn't do it without Kirsten and Donovan and Karen Lang. And I just don't know what I would do without y'all. <laughs> you make it all so uh, look so easy. Um, but you've all informed me through the association what different levels of partnership look like to different showrooms and how it uh, manifests itself. So let's just get right into it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about in terms of partnership, especially with manufacturers is data. So we as showrooms in the world that we live in need lots and lots of easy to access, good, clean data (laughs) and Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of that in the industry. There are, uh, of course, some exceptions to that. But for the most part, the data that uh, filters through um, either uh, Lights America XO, uh, the Data52 product from uh, Lights America, it's all flawed in some way, shape, or form. And now I understand that those third-party services are only as good as the data being fed to them from manufacturers. And I think that that's honestly where I come back to part of our flaw is we, the data parameters that is being fed to these, uh, you know, to the third-party Lights America, Data52, XO, whatever, you know, name name your beast there. The data is all based on what used to be Good data for showrooms in back in catalog times. Now, I know plenty of us still use printed catalogs, but the way the information is um, shared and displayed and searched for online or on a website is just totally different than how you would look for it in a catalog. So, while all of the information might have been there for catalog world, <laughs> For online shopping world, like that, that data format just isn't working the best for us. Um, Kirsten, uh, the aforementioned uh, Lighting Showroom Association board member, she uh, has been doing a lot of work on her website and using the um, the Data Fifty Two product and while she says lots and lots of great things about all of the data and the manufacturers she's working with and and how it's all coming together she has said frequently that it's just been a struggle to get the information into the format that makes sense for her and her customers um it a fixture that's tagged restoration style might not resonate with her customers. Maybe it should be called something else, industrial, whatever it is. So there's just some sort of like loss of, I don't know what the right word is, <laughs> loss of integrity. Uh by just kind of passing along the same information over and over. And you might not be serving your customers and your market and your salespeople uh, as well as you would like to be because we're kind of working with some clunky data. So uh, I know that's like a super broad, big picture take on this, but there's definitely some work that we could all be doing to make sure the data in the lighting industry is really working for all of us. Even those of us that are small independent lighting showrooms who can't hire a staff to scrub all the data and make it absolutely perfect for the website. Like um, I'll just pick on, you know, uh, uh, well, actually I won't pick on anybody, but (laughs) um, think of your own big lighting e-tailer, whoever comes to mind for you. They for sure have a team of people that are scrubbing data, making sure images are sharp and crisp, you know, just making reformatting all the information. They're making it exactly what it needs to be for how their customers interact with their website, and they know how their customers interact with their website. They know what's going to pop and trigger their customers to either search for more information or to buy, ideally. So they take the whatever, probably the same data that I'm getting as an independent lighting showroom, but they're able to tweak it and fix it uh, to show up on an online, you know, store or website in the way that it needs to be. Um, And that's just something that most of us independent lighting showrooms don't have the time and resources to do in-house. It's like it's just something at the end of the day we just kind of live with what we've got because it's really hard to invest more time and resources into into fixing it so uh it it's just a ongoing issue for a lot of us and i just think there's got to be some things that we can brainstorm or come up with to really improve this for all of us so that it's it's not quite this like monumental task of scrubbing data and making it work for uh, an online platform. You may be wondering why I keep coming back to an online platform when I am a brick and mortar lighting showroom. That is an excellent question. <laughs> the big reason is, is my salespeople for my showroom, every showroom is different, but my salespeople are on pacelighting.com all day, every day with our customers. So a customer comes in the showroom, they walk around with a salesperson, they find a few fixtures on display that they really like, but maybe they want to see some other options of similar product. Or, you know, in the world we live in, maybe the one that they just fell in love with is back ordered three months and they can't wait three months to get it. So then we have to go probably to the website to look for other options for them, which is all well and good and it works great. But we are essentially online shopping our own store. (laughs) And that's what our customers are doing too. So Say they come in, they do some shopping, we send them home with some options, and we, you know, are really clear with our customers. If this, you know, if you just want to see more, or if you need some other, you know, input or styles, pacelighting.com is where you want to go. So while I am a brick and mortar showroom, Being seamlessly integrated with a website that really has all of the correct information and product data there for not only my salespeople to track something down for a customer, but for our customers to come and enjoy the shopping experience is really great. I want them to come and enjoy shopping on Pace Lighting, have it be super easy for them, no issues, flawless, kind of the way it would be for a business that is 100% E-commerce based. I I want it to still feel that great, even though we're brick and mortar. And of course, then we have the add-ons of a brick and mortar of the knowledge, the expertise, the great salespeople, the local delivery, all the other stuff that uh, you know lighting showrooms can do and offer customers. But that's why I keep coming back to online and data being so important for a website because it is a big chunk of what we do in store. Um, it just. Everyone's comfortable with the internet, they know how to use it. (laughs) So the more that we can put uh, for them there to do searching and make product selections, the better it seems to work for us. So that sort of leads me into another part (laughs) of data. And that is timely data and timely information and timely products showing up in, um, well, on my website and others. So I'll just come do a quick example here so i've reached recently purchased uh several new display fixtures for my showroom um i did it all you know through my reps or you know just getting you know emails of new products for display worked great uh no problem with that still really looking forward to getting back to light but that but it did You know, for being what it was, it worked great and product has been ordered and displays are going up in my showroom of new product, which is good because it was needed. I know um, we did a lighting showroom association networking call last week, and we found out uh, unexpectedly that a lot of showrooms Uh, during this time have sold through a bunch of their warehouse stock um, just because of back orders and everything else going on in the world. Um, So a lot of us are sort of product hungry (laughs) because we've spent a whole year, you know, getting rid of all the kind of excess stuff that we had in our warehouses. And so now we need more. So that's great. And I know a lot of showrooms are open to buy. This is all great news for the industry as a whole, very healthy, great. But when I place a a purchase order for new display product with a you know manufacturer and the product starts arriving to my warehouse all excellent things I love it when I order product and for display and it shows up a month 60 days later this is excellent news but I have really struggle when the product is showing up I'm getting it up on display as quick as I can but the data feed to uh, my website company doesn't include the information on the brand new display fixtures. So we put the new display fixtures up. Somebody walks by, oh my gosh, I love that new chandelier. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about the family. It's not on pacelighting.com. And remember, I I told you all that my sales team is trained to go to pacelighting.com first to look for information. We're not, we go to a manufacturer's specific website if we can't find something on our own, but I want to, keep everything as much as I can under the Pace Lighting brand. Like, that's what my customers are here to buy. They're here to buy Pace Lighting and what we sell. into your own showroom name, I'm sorry I'm name-dropping my own showroom so much. <laughs> it's just what I do every day, so hopefully you get it. <laughs> um, But, you know, Showroom X. <laughs> like, that's the brand that I'm working under, is that showroom, Showroom X. I uh, am not necessarily uh trying to highlight all of the the manufacturers that i carry sometimes maybe that works out sometimes maybe it doesn't but uh but what i'm trying to draw people in to showroom x is with our branding our position in the local community our experts so again they code uh, the customer comes in new product on display We try to go find some information about the product or uh, maybe it's a vanity that has three bulb on display. They want to know what other configurations it comes in. And none of the information is on xlighting.com's website. (laughs) It's just not there. And so then you have to kind of backtrack and go to the actual manufacturer and see if they happen to have the information on their webpage. And they don't always, sometimes the manufacturers are shipping product that doesn't even show up on their own websites, you know, and whether that's a delay in getting images of the product and getting it all cleaned up. Like, I can't speak to that. And I would love to hear more from the manufacturer side about what might be going on there with that lag time, because sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me. But then we're kind of it, it puts the salesperson in this position of being like, oh, OK, great new display. Glad, g- glad you love it. I agree. Um But yeah, I can't really tell you any other information about it. And I'm sorry. (laughs) And it can be such a turnoff for a customer if they're excited about a product. If we as the showroom don't have all of the information that we need um, in order to really sell that product, Uh, it it is just, it's so frustrating. And I feel like it's a little bit worse this year than it has been. And I feel sure that that is 100% because of the pandemic and just everything taking a little bit longer. Like I don't fault anybody for that at all. It just is what it is. But I also think it's really kind of taught us a lesson on things we need to maybe work better at in the future is not only having the good data with the information that we need, but having super timely data. And as soon as that product is releasing to us as to showrooms, as the buyers, all of the backup materials should be in place too. That's gonna, so that way when we start buying it for our showrooms, we are ready to hit the ground running and sell because we like to sell. It makes us all happy. It makes manufacturers happy. It makes our sales reps happy. It makes showrooms happy. We all want to sell. So, everything that can be in place to help us sell quicker, better, faster is so important. Um, and so, I'd really encourage us all to think about ways that we can do that better. Uh, And by do that, I mean get this data feed in place with the right information on time. I'm like so ready to hear some great ideas about how we can work on this as an industry because I think it's something that could make all of us stronger, that could really elevate the independent lighting showroom to the status of, you know, e-tailers or honestly bigger lighting showrooms that have a bigger breadth and depth of budget to do some of these things. Um, that's great. And I'm probably never going to personally compete with that, but I would love to elevate my store to something that gets a close to that, a close approximation of that. I think it's really, really important for a customer to come into my independent lighting showroom, but still have a really great feeling about it. Um, they feel like they're in a aspirational magazine, for lack of a better way to say it. But that's a sense I want to create. And they get that aspirational magazine feel. And then they get a salesperson that's super knowledgeable, has all the answers to their questions, knows the questions to ask of things to look out for. Oh, that's a great ceiling fan choice. Love it. What height are your ceilings that we can get the right down rod? You know, stuff you're just not going to get other places. So that how figuring out how to marry all this together, I think, is going to be super important to us going forward. And um, you know, talking about data, uh, and another little sidebar here would be um, knowing when manufacturers IMAP holidays are. I started for the Lighting Show Association uh, when the pandemic first hit. I started compiling lists of IMAP holidays and dropship program fees. It's, um, or wavel, waiving of dropship program fees. It's a, a member benefit that we offer our lighting showroom members um, that I aggregate this information with any promo code that you need. And it's a really great service uh, for those of us that use it. I know it saved uh, myself thousands of dollars over the past year just in keeping up with all that. So it's been great. That said, when we started to track it, Uh, A bunch of different people would send me emails from various manufacturers announcing IMAP holidays and, you know, inside discounts. And I was amazed at the number of emails that I just simply didn't get, even from manufacturers that I'm a good customer of. (laughs) Like, it's just it was kind of mind boggling. And sometimes the emails would be different. Like they were like A-B testing these emails. (laughs) It was like, well, why are we doing that? I just need the information. So that's been super frustrating. I'm happy to say that starting this year, the beginning of 2021, I received way more annual IMAP uh, holiday calendars from manufacturers than I have ever gotten before a year in advance, which is great, but there's still plenty that I'm missing. And any showroom salesperson can tell you being sideswiped by an IMAP holiday with a customer is so (laughs) disheartening. And then... Even though, of course, we match the price and we do it all instantaneously, it it has just put this idea, this nugget of an idea in your customer's head that maybe you're overpriced or maybe you'll just discount everything under the sun for them. And it's just such a difficult thing to combat. Um, and it can, yeah, it can just be really frustrating when you're trying to to make a sale and then, oh, but there's this IMAP holiday. We were unaware of it. It wasn't showing on our website. So then we look, you know, like we're priced 20% higher than everybody else. It's it's just wildly infuriating. And um, it seems to feel like it takes a lot of like reassurance with the customer to make them. Okay, because a customer doesn't care to hear about what an IMAP holiday is and how it affects their life. They just want to know why my price is 20% higher. (laughs) And understandably, I think if I were them, I'd probably feel the same way. So I totally get it. Uh, But that is, again, part of this like partnership data feed thing that I really would love to see us iron some kinks out in the industry. So Here we are, I'm running at about 20 minutes, which is what I promised you all I would keep these podcasts at. Um, I still have plenty more I can talk about this topic, so I'm sure I'll circle back around. But I did say I wanted to, to, to talk about partnership, and then that led into this whole discussion of different data formats and things that we need in the showroom. But really, really boils down to is partnership. I have learned since I started the Lighting Showroom Association and... Just by being in this industry, one of the things I love about it so much, and I know you all will agree with me, is how solid our partnerships are with one another, how important they are to all of us. It's one of my favorite things about what we do in the industry we work in. There's also, I'll just go ahead and say it, I think ways that we could all be doing better. There's ways that lighting showrooms can be better partners to manufacturers and vice versa. And of course, sales agents, of course, are slotted right in the middle of all that. Um, we're going to discuss this and unpack it a little bit further in future episodes, but if you have any ideas you want to share with me on what you think about partnerships in the lighting industry, that would be great. I'll use it as some of the fodder of our upcoming conversation. Um, Thanks, y'all. I really appreciate your listening. If you want to find me online, uh, get me on Instagram. My handle is uh, Lisa Lights Life. Find me there. You can find me on Facebook. Send me an email. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. The episodes will drop every week right into your favorite podcast playing device. And I look forward to talking to y'all again next week. Thanks so much, everyone.